Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the True Fan Podcast with me, Kim Goodins, and Gary Best. We are the true fans of the beautiful game, and this one is it's a difficult one. I think it's a and it's a different podcast we have fun we have a joke we have a laugh and i think that is something that is made this podcast really really enjoyable uh, to do is that because we do it with some great people and you know people you know can, can not take offense by little jokes and you know and we, we generally do have a, a love for each other especially with our uh, us all of us supporting three different teams however there has been something this week that's overshadowed that completely and a decision that's been made today to regain the Premier League and I don't know whether this is this is just us or I've not really read I've not really watched a lot of other things regarding this issue but other football fans might be incredibly happy that this is this news has you know come out but but for, for us here and I think me and Gary have both got a really good understanding is that we we're not the biggest fan of this issue so if you guys don't know what we're talking about or have not really been hold of the news today Premier League and EFL clubs to fulfill fixture list despite COVID-19 disruption I'll give you a bit of news regarding this um, Premier League and EFL clubs have chose to fulfill a festive fixture despite ongoing disruption caused by COVID-19 cases the Premier League's 20 clubs met on Monday to discuss the fixtures list after six weekend games were postponed the, the postponement of a round of games over Christmas was a possibility no vote took place as the two rounds of fixtures are in place across five days from 26th of December while the EFL will play games where it is safe to do so. It has been expected that Premier League game week 20, starting on 20th December, would be postponed in order to ease the pressure on Premier League squads. Instead, clubs have been advised if they have 13 fit players plus a goalkeeper, they should fulfil their games. The health and well-being of all concern remains our priority and the league will be continue to monitor and reflect public health guidelines. Always proceed with caution, the Premier League says. FA Cup replays in round three and four, however, have been scrapped and talks are ongoing whether to reduce EFL Cup semi-final ties to one leg matches that kicks off tomorrow of course uh, in the EFL Cup semi-finals now me and Gary we do a lot of like the question and answer sort of possibilities from people present it is it, it that's different but I feel like we're gonna have a really ongoing a really long conversation this might be even this might be probably one of the longest podcast we've ever done you know this the super league was quite a long podcast but this one is is different it's a different thing because it's how do you go on about football but it's also it's also about the country uh, we're not a political podcast but i just i think it's so interesting here to see that possibility of what's going on regarding the the country at the moment and obviously people's opinions on this covid issue it's been going on for a long while now i'm going to bring gary in in, in, in just a minute but i just i'm interested to see the, the way that people respond to this news about the premier league how the premier league have all the well made the decision the 20 teams in the premier league have made the decision rather than um having all efl cups uh efl uh, teams uh, involved gary i just um I know it's easy to just have like a general sort of overview, but from the stuff that I've read out there, are you are you interested to see exactly what is going on uh, regarding um, you know, this whole situation? Yeah, I'm interested, and obviously it's kind of, I've 
I sit here and think, I said I wouldn't be surprised if they did stop the league. And I think it's a stupid decision to go on with it. I understand about people's mental health and well-being, but you need to think about people who are getting COVID. And obviously, if outbreaks of teams are happening, something needs to be done. And obviously, that thing's not been done. Well, I think it's I think it's an interesting thing that you, you you're talking about, uh, you know, players and also fans. This sort of mental health. A lot of people really drive their weekends to football. You know, obviously going home in a way. There's bigger football fans out there than just us two. But I just think that it's it's a case between, you know, mental health has been massively advertised, and I'm not knocking the you know people that suffer with mental health. It's become incredibly popular. I've been there with friends. Um, who have, who have suffered from it? I just think it's physical health now that def- most definitely needs to be focused on. It needs to be brought into um, consideration when it's coming out with with fans and and players' mindset. And I think it's honestly massively, massively difficult to make this decision. But I think money was a massive part of it, and money was massively orchestrated by this whole idea of should we continue this on or not? Because it's a money-making thing. It's a money-making scheme. Everybody involved in the Premier League, on the pitch, off the pitch, sponsors are, you know, even the TV rights, BT, Sky Sports, they're massively being affected by this. And I think it was it's a bigger decision than just playing a game of football now. And, I, and that is the mentality of football. And I think it, that needs to be addressed when situations happen like this. Yeah, it needs to be um, kind of looked over. And obviously, situations like this, you don't don't come often. But you need to think about players' health. Because obviously, once they've had COVID, obviously, it affects the lungs and everything. So when they're going to come back, they're going to not be able to play as much, not be able to play as long got to get back to full fitness that could take weeks even months i think it's always interesting as well about about um so obviously you know we speak quite a lot uh, personally about football and obviously we, we, we've got other people of course that we speak about and i find it really interesting that a, a mate of mine um somebody that i work with he he basically said that he doesn't understand this whole point about not building teams and he sort of looks at it and says, well, the league should continue because you've still got these big teams like your Man United's, like your Liverpool's, like your Chelsea's that have a big enough squad. And if you're a first team player, you've got to fill the team. And that's what I think is interesting. 13 players plus a goalkeeper's very restricted squads. You're going to see very minimal subs. But honestly, it's an awful situation, but they're probably making that tier prevent it and I think it's interesting the fact that this whole COVID situation with teams and stuff like that is massively impacting smaller clubs you're going to notice that the the 20 Premier League teams have got unbelievable financial support have got these big um, you know squads they've got this incredible academy and training facilities yeah you're looking at at league one league two teams who have not got that stability within the squads have not got that depth within squads and i think the fact that this conversation has been so led by premier league teams i think you know bar norwich norwich have got a big squad i'm trying to think of a squad like brighton burnley 
they've got quite small squads. We've like, got a big squad. No, but no, West Ham have not either, have they? But yeah, it was like the fact that but they've got academies. You know, these have got academies, which you know, you what Accrington Stanley or Leighton Orient, how are they gonna have enough squads if there is an outbreak of COVID? And I think there's just too many variables for me that it's not really focusing on. And that's a part of it, we're going to move talk about other parts, of course, as this podcast goes on. But I think the massive part of it is that this situation was sorted by 20 Premier League teams and 20 teams that have got the biggest amount of money. Where's the where's the acknowledgement? Where's the you know the words of you know other big high profile teams in in other leagues? Oh. There isn't, like, I don't think EFL really have a choice to kind of um, be involved because it's all made decisions by the Premier League, obviously the big club, big clubs and all that. Like you said, they've got the money to go out and spend. But looking at the teams like, let's say, West Ham, Norwich, Brighton, uh, Aston Villa, who haven't got the funds to always go out and buy new players for them to come in. But it's looking like that and it's kind of thinking, is this really what the Premier League are trying to do? Are they trying to make football for money or football yeah. as a sport? But it's money. It's, it, everything now, mate, is to do with money. And it's sport is a massive, massive orchestrating of that. There's, a, there's billions and billions worth of pounds like, that gets into football teams you see this and you saw it massively with the Newcastle ownership situation where they're looking at a massive profitable thing and businesses and stuff like that use it for money and it's and you know money is driven everything now in this community there's so much money there's so much money in football too much if you ask certain people I agree with that that's a conversation for another day there's too much money in football the wages that they're on is is awful but I think this this should have happened to send a message to what should happen next within the country, and that's what. And I think yeah. the only I, that's the only reason. The only reason why they stopped it last season was because of the government say that we need to go into a lockdown. That, that it wasn't it wasn't the the previous decision, and they came back before anybody went into work like i would love it, it it's a, it was a way to get people through that, that the struggling times around about was it june august june july that they came back uh, it would have been july july it was a massive part of people that like yes football's back like i, I was counting down the days like i think the first game was sheffield united aston villa i had no interest in their teams whatsoever but i watched it because i'm a football fan and i wanted to see football back and obviously me obviously we sort of slowly sort of stopped the podcast because we had nothing to talk about and then uh, when that came back that was on the rise and then the euros and blah 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 so you know I think from a from a standpoint for us, the podcast would probably have stopped if if the season had stopped. Because what we would have been able to talk about, but like you said, I think there's there's so much money going into football these days where people are not going to be financially set up. You probably think that you probably could say that it's teams being greedy, teams not looking at this from a health standpoint rather than a business standpoint. So 
you know that, that that's the way that I look at it. That's the way that I I personally feel should happen, will happen, and um, I find it just really interesting that you've got you know these fulfillment of fixtures. You've got the uh, EFL Cup, FA Cup, which is being uh, you know massively reviewed. Um, obviously the EFL, the EFL Cup's nearly done. I think it, is the final in March at the EFL Cup? February, March? I think it's interesting. I think it's really interesting that, you know, that type of thing has still not been sorted yet. It's yeah. still not been looked at. I mean, obviously, sort of thing. so the EFL Cup finishes in March. May, June time is sort of when the FA Cup finishes. Um, I think it's May when that finishes, to be fair. So, you know, you've still got, you know, matches to play, but not enough matches in the EFL Cup especially. Do you think yeah. that that's sort of something that needs to get addressed and needs to get addressed now? I mean, I'm not sure whether this, whether they can afford to, to sacrifice a competition like the EFL Cup, where it's only got the semi-finals. Quarterfinals, quarterfinals, and um, semi-finals, and then final left. It's not that big of a competition. A lot of it's already been played. Yeah, a lot of it's already been played, and obviously, you can't just really scrap the EFL Cup now and um, turn around and say, "Oh, we're not going to do it no more," because them teams are looking forward to the game, thinking we can go far in this competition. We can get somewhere in this. We need to get that win and they're obviously training for it and now it's just going to be stopped is it's just so stupid if you're going to stop it in the middle of um in the middle of the competition what do you think about champions league europa league because i i think that's massively based on the countries rules and the country's regulations rather than the sort of whole idea about the Premier League. The Premier League can't make a decision for another league country. They, they don't have the responsibility. They don't have the right to. And I think that that's the big competition. Yeah, it is. And obviously, um, when West Ham went to go and play Rafa de Vienna in the Europa League, um, we have to live behind closed doors because obviously where, they're, where that team was from, they were in lockdown at the time. So, but I think at the end of the day, the the Premier League need to look at this and go, this is going downhill fast. Yeah. We either stop it or it's just going to get worse. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the, um, the, you know, the cases are going to dramatically drop because of, of, of sort of football going down. But I think it's a big part of it. It's like, you know, thousands of fans are going into one place. It only takes a couple of them in the stadium to have COVID and then it sort of, you know, takes that dramatic dive and and that's probably not helping with the cases. I'm not saying football is is the sole reason and people are not going to nightclubs or people are not going to theatres or cinemas or, you know, seeing work and sort of stuff like that going into offices, but that's going to help. And although it's for 90 minutes, but 90 minutes you could be get you could, there could be so many more cases. Yeah, there could be so many more cases and, Let's say one person walks into the stadium um, with COVID and they don't know it. It's going to 
spread quickly. Obviously, big arena. Yes, it's outdoors. I don't think that. I think that's rubbish. I think that's rubbish. I think this inside the outside thing. I just so it's like oh, so I'm in my house. Yeah, obviously, if you like lockdowns are different, but if you like go into your house and then like COVID is just like oh my god, I've hit a brick wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, yeah. I think I've been us. Yeah, you're saying. But it also it's families as well. It's like I could be sitting next to like one person on one side, one person on the other, and like you know they could be. For, let's take a Leicester game for example. So that we are from Leicester. So if you, so it sort of helps with like surrounding areas. So I might sit next to my dad, who obviously lives in Sarsden with me, who then is going to the work. Who's going to work in a different area with different people who's who and then my grandmother's in Colville so the the you know bubbles have been too big anyway that's my whole opinion on it bubbles are far too massive in terms of that like we like and also having different bubbles as well as like, I'm going to enter your bubble now you know what I mean it's like and we both we both went to college so it's like and we we didn't go to college at, at this sort of same time it was earlier but it's like me say to go I'm going to be part of yours for six hours of the day and then you're going to go go home going and spend in your family's bubble who's already been to school and work and blah 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 it just doesn't make sense um do you think fans and this this is another interesting question i've got and this will lead into another point i've uh, sort of have mentioned that we can discuss would you let fans so i've just had my booster today you had your booster friday yes friday friday I've had the two vaccines before. Could you, can you not get the two vaccines, but you can get the booster? Do you have to have both vaccines first? You have to have both vaccines first. Yeah. So, yeah. So, for example, if you have proof that you've had vaccines and this booster, because Boris has now announced that um, you can, you know, you can get your booster now at every age by the end of the year. He wants that done done and sorted which that, I've got my own opinion on that That that's far too quick do you think people with both vaccines and a booster should be allowed in the stadium I think if you've had both vaccines and booster yes but what if you haven't if you've only had one jab if you've only had the two jabs then no just because Obviously, you're not more protected than someone like, let's say, me and you, because we've obviously had ours. We're more protected than someone who hasn't. And but then I think that makes will that makes stadiums like really, really empty. Yeah, make it, it couldn't make them come empty. But at the end of the day, you've got to think about keeping people's it's lives. selfishness as well though it's like people who have yeah like if you're in a stand full of people that have got like they've all had their vaccine but one person hasn't and they're like well i'm not having the vaccine like because i think this vaccine is is to protect you but also to protect other people and i think people are really really not missing that idea it's that like do you, i'll be interested to see how many players get vaccinated or how many players have got vaccinated it, it is a bit risky because at the end of the day, like you said, it's you sat there thinking 
is this really what needs to happen or are the Premier League just thinking we're making money from this yeah I, I honestly think they do and I I, I, I mean there's now there's that this this cloud of judgment where there's been many games over the past couple of weeks that have been called off when are they going to get played that, that's going to put pressure on the teams and I'm not saying that that was a bad decision I'm just saying that if you decide that you're going to go along with the season with on that doubt with people now doubting I mean I you know you you wore down the down the shops in in March April of 2020 masks two meters that's it when things were getting relaxed around September October time people were being a lot a lot easier Christmas time they did it again and then when after Christmas this whole year people have not really bothered holiday masks not being worn in shops and we're not a political podcast this is not about covid but it's it's something that we need to talk about in football people i can guarantee you people are not standing there in stands wearing masks you know you know people are like oh well i'm exempt i'm allowed to be exempt right okay you can you can shove a badge on and say i am exempt from wearing a mask i mean i should be exempt from wearing a mask i've got asthma touch wood i found some wood was in front of me here but touch wood i've never had an asthma attack in my life but i am a, somebody that can so that well this whole year has been fine but nowadays i notice i don't know whether you notice do people sort of like move out your way a bit more now over the past couple of weeks i think they have yeah yeah they have to me as well because obviously with my job obviously i'm in face-to-face contact and yeah of course people try to keep a distance um but some people just don't think about other people. No, and that that's the problem. That but, is a big problem. You know, but again, in fans, it's like football, I don't know how, I think football's got a big influence. I don't think people really truly believe how much footballers have, in, have got an influence. And I think, you know, people who are not going to get the vaccine are incredibly happy and passionate about football and sort of stuff like that might see random name jordan henderson go and get his vaccine and they go oh the captain of my club is going to get his vaccine i'm going to follow suit and i just don't know i think i think footballers overshadow it because of how much money they get but they hope there are a big influence and i think the government do that as well i think a lot of people who are probably not football fans do that and i and i honestly do believe um that's really the difficult thing is that footballers need to push it and i think footballers should push it not all of them if they don't want to if they don't want to do it then that's fine i'm not saying do it i just think they've got a big influence over certain things you know and they're very happy to get their paycheck at the end of the week but it, they still need to sort of see what they can do for, for society, really. Yeah, they need to uh, show um, what they can do for society. Obviously, you've got um, stadiums like Ellen Road and uh, Villa Park and all that who are doing big uh, vaccinations and all that. And that's what we need because the clubs are happy to do it. And it's showing that people are caring about it and the clubs are caring about it. 
also I also I think it's so interesting when like they say like you know are we we are going to be putting people onto um you know obviously sending them to stadiums and stuff like that they've got them facilities I think they are a big parts of communities they're a big part of obviously fan, fans like we've mentioned but I, I, and I honestly think they're not doing enough the, the, some of them do and I'll hold my hands up and say if there is a dramatic change but you've got these massive massive football stadiums you don't even have to be on the pitch just do it just do it in the in the stands there's your seats tables row by row two meters if you have to I think I think things need to it's not it's very well saying this now in december of 2021 and you know you could come up with these ideas in march of 2020 but still it, it they're on the rise there's this new variant of course and i think that that is something that really needs to sort of be pushed because football teams football fans football players they are a big part of communities now and we're part of it we're part of the of the football community but we've but we're one of them that could look at things bigger than football yeah we look at things bigger than football and um it shows a point that we're thinking more about other people's health than just our clubs absolutely yeah because i'd love to see liverpool at the weekend I'd love to see Liverpool play at the weekend. You'd love to see West Ham play at the weekend. That is football. That is, we are football fans. And I think it's also interesting the fact that this is, that football is, is one of the very, very few sports that have loads of fans going in week in, week out. It's like the F1. F1 don't have that because they're, they're going country by country. So you're, gonna, you're not going to see, they're not going to take up that much time because you'd probably go to the one that you're local to. You know, basketball have not really got that big. Rugby is another one. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the rugby, but you know, obviously we were a football-based podcast, so um, there is a bit of a structure to this podcast because we are we do want to talk about little things and obviously things. So Tottenham are out of the Europa Conference League after UEFA rules they forfeit their final match. Uh, the match on 9th of December was called off due to obviously this COVID outbreak. 13 positive cases at the London club. They didn't play midweek and they played against Liverpool last night. Uh, yesterday, obviously, the two all draw at the time of recording. UEFA then said the match could not be rescheduled and referred the matter to its disciplinary body. It awarded French club Stade Reigns a 3 0 win and they topped the group with Fatigue runners up and Spurs finishing third. Eight Spurs men. Spurs players and five members of staff tested positive for COVID 19. UEFA states that a club that if club had 13 fit players on their list, including the goalkeeper, then they then they could then they must play. So Spurs have not they've they've not sort of they've they've forfeited the match and it's sort of like gone back in their faces a little bit. But I think it's so interesting the fact that it was it wasn't a game where Spurs had already qualified or already couldn't get out. They could have qualified. And that is I don't really get it I, I I'm I'm hoping that you can sort of try and explain it for me to sort of see why they've done it because I I only see the craziness about it because they played yesterday they probably could there was still a yeah they could probably play next week oh no they could play next week I'm trying to work I'm trying to work it out though because obviously they play against West Ham tomorrow in the EFL Cup oh, it's and then Wednesday. 
Wednesday. I do apologise. Wednesday. Right. And then. And then what have they got then? They've got a match on Boxing Day. They're they're away to Palace. No, sorry, they home to Paris, uh, Crystal Palace. Oh, then they're on the Tuesday. Then they play on the Tuesday. So it probably is going to be a little bit tight. But yeah, I mean, tight. yeah, I'm just looking at, at the um, yeah, obviously early January and stuff like that. Do you think it was the right decision? Um, yeah, I think it was. I think at the end of the day, Spurs. Would you, would you have been Would you have been annoyed if it was your club? Or because all all what we're saying here is that obviously we're sort of looking at it from a football standpoint, but surely Spurs fans are going to be annoyed, but some of them might actually look at the bigger picture. Yes, yeah, Spurs fans are going to be annoyed. Obviously, they've not gone through and a chance to win a trophy, but they need to think that this will be a better option for them. They can focus on the league, focus on the EFL Cup coming up against us, and they might see it as a bigger picture after. They might see it, yeah. No, I know I, I, I agree with that because of the simple reason that they'll probably look at it as, OK, we're better off it. What I don't understand, though, is that Spurs, have, Spurs are getting quite frustrated with this whole matter. I get it. But if you look at their group, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at their group now actually, in the um, conference league, because they lost to that team, didn't they? That was um, yeah. was it? What, what was it? it? Was like only established in like 2004, was it? Or yeah, Mura. Yeah, so they've. Looking at that group, you've got Stade Venice who topped the group, Vitesse in second, Spurs in third, Murray in fourth. Now, I know a lot of people take them account of Spurs and stuff like that, but they should really be topping that group. If it, didn't, it shouldn't have really gone for the final game. But then, like we said, anything can happen in football, so you can't really base on it. They would have actually won the group if it was all home matches. Just yeah, they some... would have. Yeah, just to just give you some stats there, but... No, but I think it was the right decision. I just don't understand. So, is is it a case that they were the only team that had to play their final game, but win it? Yeah. If they had won that game, they would have topped the group, I think. So, what happened with West Ham then? Have, have you? Did you already do it? And you're we, you still have to play your yeah. last game, or you played your last we, game? We played our last game and we lost. But, but that still didn't affect it. It didn't affect. No, us the okay. lot that we went through after five games. I, 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 I honestly think that people would have been annoyed and people would have been frustrated if it, if it was their team. I get that, but then I think you like we keep saying it's the bigger picture. It's, and you know, I've got sort of the old ideas about um, you know the opinions of players and the, obviously the opinions of fans. I think, I mean, let's see what Spurs have said on Instagram. Okay. I mean, do you sort of have any more to say on the matter, guys, or are you sort of... I just think that, yes, you've got to look at the teams who are in the Champions League and the Europa League. Like, Let's say, for instance, Leicester. 
They yeah. were in the same position as Spurs, but without the COVID. Yeah. And obviously, I think Spurs fans need to look and say, we weren't the only club in that position. Spurs have not said anything. Spurs have not come out. I, with... I don't think they will, to be honest. No, they're, they're probably annoyed, but I, I think it's definitely something too important. I mean, I'm just looking at it here, and yeah, I watched the film. You guys know that how much I love films, but if you're looking at their official Instagram, they're taking a picture with Tom Holland and Zendaya. You know what I mean? It's it's probably not the best bit. They're showing the best five favourites against Liverpool. Oh, okay. Interested. But no, I think it's um, yeah, I think it's a very difficult sort of conversation, isn't it? It's a very difficult thing, and it's probably based on clubs. Like if I was sitting here and it was a Liverpool game, you probably think differently. But no, I think it, it's important to sort of have this same rule, same established rule for the whole thing. And you know, I I I honestly do think that it's a good rule. Would it, I, I, I'm just interested to see whether if Spurs were playing against somebody else in the Europa League, but it was a Premier League team, so it was either you, it was either you or are you the only, are you the only two teams in the Europa League? English uh, Leicester, Leicester, and, yeah. Um, Leicester and who? Leicester and West Ham. Leicester and West Ham. So, if, yeah, if you had sort of Leicester and. Um, you know, West Ham in your group, and it was down to them two games, would they have been played? Probably not. Probably not? I think they would have. Because it's an English team. See, you don't know who's... Yeah. Is, is UEFA thinking, like, because it's rain, so is it is in France? So wh- whichever way you're bringing in a... You're bringing in a, a French team into your stadium and you're going over there that, that's going to create even more cases i mean spurs have got quite a big team it's quite a big squad yes spurs have got a big team and they need to kind of like obviously they had harry Kane playing last night they had um Sod. Ali. Tom playing ali was playing why couldn't them not played against Friends. I don't know who's out though. I don't know what type of players that Spurs are out. I think I think Spurs shouldn't have. How many players did they say there? Thirteen. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to show me now because it's um. Or, or if every, is everybody that that's it? Is everybody back? I just think at the end of the day, well, it's got a ten-day isolation period. That's my only thinking. Is everybody back now? That's why they're allowed to play the games. But isn't the Spurs, wasn't the Leicester and Spurs games cancelled because of Leicester? Spurs have never had a COVID. That's it. Spurs have never had a COVID case. No, Spurs were the first club too. No, 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 they weren't. They weren't because... Well, they've never had a bad... The Leicester Spurs game was postponed because of Leicester cases. I mean, Leicester have got a lot. Leicester have got a lot. And then the 
so that game was cancelled because of what was that because of Spurs then? The Reigns No, the, I think the Leicester game was the Reigns game was Spurs. Right, so that's obviously it then, isn't it? But then, okay, so maybe it might be both clubs then. I don't know. We we should have done the research, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously the Leicester game got got cancelled because of against Everton yesterday um, because of because of Leicester. But I mean, I, I think it's massive, and I think you know we're sitting here saying, well, that that team called it off, and that, but that team, no, no, that team called it off. How is how have like teams that have suffered from this not for Come on, like we're continuing this. Like Leicester have got no centre backs. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. You know, my, my dad's not happy about that. My dad's not happy about that. Oh, probably Sam isn't. He's not here to defend himself, so he's probably not happy that none of his. Sam used to play defence. Sam could have gone in. Sam could have gone in, making his debut today because we've got no other centre back. Sam Cattell. No, but we're um, that's due to injuries, <laughs> due to injuries, much as it is COVID. But uh, that, I think that's a really nice place and a very joyous way to sort of wrap up the podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I, I enjoyed it. I feel like we should do a lot more of these podcasts more often, but it's like serious issues like this. I think it's something really important. So if you want me and, me and Gary to literally just sit here and talk at each other, me more than him, but um, you know, if you want to obviously talk and discuss, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for Gary for joining me, as always, and I'll let him sign us off. Thank you guys so much for listening. Honestly, you influence this podcast and make us do it each and every week and we will see you guys hopefully next week